0: This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Grace Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkle A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane.
1: Let us pray. God and our Lord, we come to you this morning thanking you for your grace, goodness, and mercy. We just bless your name today, God, give you the glory and all the praise. And we ask you right now, come into the midst of our hearts and our minds. Teach us what you would have us to learn to make us better equipped men and women of God. And if there's someone who don't know you and the pardon of their sins, may they cry out, what must I do to be saved? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus name we pray and for his sake amen amen. Well, let's look at verse 22 where we left off at. For Moses truly said unto the fathers a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. This is Acts the 3rd chapter verse 22. For Moses he said Moses truly said that God is going to raise up a prophet, and this prophet is the Son of God, which is Jesus the Christ. Okay? Now, verse 23, And it shall come to pass, uh, as he continues to speak, that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people, that prophet being Jesus Christ. Uh, For that, we just read the scripture, or just said the scripture for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's in John three, and sixteen. If we look at John three sixteen, I hope you have your pens out and you are writing. Let's go old school. We're doing old school when you tune in to to the uh, Victory Lane program. Old school. Get your Bible, get your pen and your paper, rather a notebook, because we're studying the Book of Acts and it's a long chapter. Okay. So we'll be in, in, into this for a while. Now, as I was saying in John three and 16, uh, uh, Peter's talking about God raised up a prophet, which is Jesus Christ. And he says in John three and 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, he might be saved through Jesus Christ. He come to save the world. He said, I come to seek and save that which is lost. Now, here's here, here's the kicker that Peter is speaking of in this in in, in the in the uh, discourse that he is speaking, this verse here in John 3 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming. No, let's go to verse 18 first. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You are condemned already if you do not believe in Jesus Christ. That's that's what the Bible says, okay? You have not believed in the only name of the begotten of the Father, the Son of God. In verse 19, it says, and this is the condemnation, this is the punishment, this is the punishment that the, to, to condemn that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil yep and that's what happens people, people are, are, love the, love darkness rather than light because their deeds are their deeds were evil. So Jesus Jesus is the light of the world. But some people want to live the life of the world. Jesus is the light of the world, but some people want to stay in the world because staying in the world, living in darkness and living in sin, keeps you away from the light. Remember that movie *Poltergeist* and she she said, "Come into the light, come into the light." Some people don't want to come into the light; they rather live in sin and live in darkness. Now, let's go back to Acts, the uh, third chapter. And we're going to continue reading. Uh, verse 24. Yeah, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. All of the prophets he's speaking of have told about the days of the coming of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. If you do Wikipedia and, and search, search Wikipedia prophecies of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, and the scriptures will validate themselves of what Peter is saying here. In verse 25, he said, Ye are the children of the prophets, meaning the, the chosen the chosen people of the prophets are the Jews. Ye are the children of the prophets, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. So God made a covenant with Abraham, and told Abraham in your seed all nations shall be blessed be blessed by by what by whom by Jesus Christ who gave his life for all of us dying on the cross at Calvary and God is Peter is saying through the seed of Abraham came Jesus meaning not that he was born of man but through the seed of his earthly father which is Joseph and because of that seed All kindreds of the nation are blessed, meaning we have a right to the tree of life. We have a right to live with Christ and be in heaven, everlasting, believing in Jesus Christ, giving our lives to Jesus Christ, not just believe. Now, it's one thing to believe, but it's another thing to live. Being a Christian is a lifestyle, okay? Being a follower of Christ is a lifestyle. Let me me put it to you like this. There there are lifestyles. There's a lifestyle of the world. There's a lifestyle of a Christian. A Christian simply means to be Christ-like, meaning I act like Christ. I walk like Christ. I talk like Christ. I am Christ. The best in my human existence I can be. It is a lifestyle. Okay. It is a lifestyle to be a, a, a Christian. Okay. Now, because Jesus said, "If you follow me," He said, "He he who follows me must pick up his cross and deny himself and follow me daily." In other words, deny myself and live as a Christian ought to live: live righteous, live holy. How, that? How do I do that? Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. That's all. Now, verse twenty-six: "Unto you first, God, having raised up His Son Jesus." sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Simply said, God sent Jesus Christ to show us the way to turn from sin and turn unto him. Peter is preaching this. Let's go to chapter four. Okay. Chapter four, we're going to look at verses one through four. Remember I said a while ago, the Holy Bible is written in 66 books 39 in the New Testament, 27 in the 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. It is written in books and each book is broken down in chapters. And chapters have verses. I said this before. Now the Bible is not a novel per se that you read as a regular book because in a chapter in a in a book of the Bible, in the chapters of the Bible, as I said before, are verses. But the verses are broken up into subject matters or thoughts and ideas. You may have a verse, you may have like in the Acts chapter 4, we have uh, verses 1 through, this is a long chapter, 1 through 37. That means there's going to be at least... 15 or 10 thoughts in the 37 verses that we're about to read. Now, we're going to start with verse 1 and we're going to read through verse 4, okay? Acts chapter 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now evening time. Verse four, how be it many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Let's back up to verse one. So Peter and John are speaking. Unto the people, and the priests, and the captains of the temple, the Sanhedrin, and the Sadducees. Sadducees did not believe in the resurrections. Pharisees did. Okay, and they came upon them. These are the these are the rulers of the temple. Okay, who preached the law and teach the law, and they came up on Peter and John, being grieved, meaning they were they were uh, suffering from uh, 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 or being saddened by what Peter and John are preaching, that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They're upset that they are preaching Jesus Christ and that he rose from the dead. Remember, this is a brand new thing, and this is the first time in the history of the Bible, the beginning of the new church, that the subject matter has come up that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Peter and John are the ones preaching this, okay? And so the rulers, in verse three, laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day day, for it was evening time. So they put them in jail. They put them in hold. They put, they put them somewhere. They put them somewhere. They put them in a room. They put them in a dungeon. Who knows where they put them? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I find out when I get to heaven. Okay, if you get there before I do, you ask. And they laid hands on them and put them and put them into the next day for its evening time. Now verse 4. How be it many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Hallelujah. The preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ being the son of God of Jesus Christ dying on the cross of Calvary, shedding his precious blood for the remission, for the forgiveness of sins for all mankind and rose from the dead and that he sits at the right hand throne of the father and that if anyone except him will have eternal life. This is what they preach. and many, the Bible says, believed. Now let's go to verse 5 through 10. Isn't it something how God uses the the foolish things of the world to confound the wise? That's what he does. The preaching of the cross confounds some people because it's not understanding to them. But to the Christian, it says it is the power of God unto salvation. That, my friend, is in 1 Corinthians. Write that down. So you can read it for yourself. 1 Corinthians, the 18th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. As a matter of fact, let's go there. 1 Corinthians. After the book of Acts comes Romans. After the book of Romans comes 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1. Write it down. If you don't have your Bible, if you do, read with me. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Some people take the preaching of the cross as foolishness. They say to them that perish, they're going to perish, not believing in Jesus Christ. Okay. You may not believe it. That's what the word of God says. One day it's going to happen. One day it's coming back. One day, one day. Now let's finish. But unto us which are saved, oh, us saved Christians, you get unto us who are saved. Are you? How many people saved? Are you saved? Say amen. Say amen again. Amen. God bless you. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. The Bible says, "For as as many has." John 1 and 1. No, John 1 and... Let's go to John 1. Write this down. Write it down. I'm going at the top of my head. The preaching of the cross is the power of God for those of us who are saved. John 1 says, He was in the world, Jesus Christ, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Huh? He came to, into his own, and his own received him not. I'm in mean, John one, the 10, the uh, John, chapter one, verse ten, and eleven. But check this out. Remember, we just read, for us who believe, it is the power of God who are saved. Guess what? The Bible says it like this: John one and twelve. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. To become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. To them that received him, became, become the sons and daughters of God, even to them that believe on his name. You are a son of God. You are a child of God when you believe on the name of Jesus. Now, let's go back to Acts. The fourth chapter. In uh, 1 Corinthians, write this down, if you're writing, I hope you are, we're talking about the cross. 1 Corinthians 1, 18, verse 26, and verse 27 through 31. Read that for yourself. You don't want to read that? I, I, we'll read it together. Okay. We're not in the hurry. Let's go back. Let's go back. I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to get this in your spirit. Okay. The teaching and learning of the Bible. Okay. Get it in your spirit so you can know for yourself. Okay. Check this out. We just said in verse 18, first Corinthians first chapter, the 18th verse for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us, which are saved, it is the power of God. To them that believe on him they became he gave them power to be sons of God. Now, verse 19. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. I destroy the, the wisdom of mankind and bring to nothing his understanding. I show you that I am God, simply saying. The wisest man, the wisest philosopher cannot equate himself to God in the power of God and I will show you that that I am God how do we do it every day look at this heat wave we in who controlling that who's controlling the heat wave who controlling the the, uh, the the temperatures triple digits storms rains floods hurricanes somebody said mother nature excuse me no such thing. No such thing as mother nature. God. God. Now, same chapter, verse 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Not many people after the flesh are called. God calls certain folks, to be sons of God, daughters of God. Not that you wise, not that you rich, not you, uh, that you all of that in a bag of chips. God takes the simple, simple things and confound the wise. Number 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, like I just said, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Amen. Let me continue. And base things of the world and things which are despised, God hath chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to not things that are. God will choose the, the simplest things, the simplest things in life and to show you the power of who he is and bring it to nothing. Just like I said about the weather, the simplest thing You can predict all you want, so check this out. You can predict all you want. It's in my book right there. No sex in heaven. No sex in heaven. You can predict. The meteorologist can predict all he want, what he got, what we got coming, what he think he is going to be in store. But God has the final say. We see a storm brewing. Yeah, you might see it might storm and it might not. God has the final say, not man. I take the foolish things of the world and compound the wise. Read, read no sex in heaven. You will love it. I'm not trying to promote my book. I'm trying to teach you something. I'm, I'm hoping you learn because it's a learning tool. It's a fun tool. That's the next number one bestseller. Anyway, First Corinthians one and twenty nine that no flesh should glory in his presence. Don't be glorifying yourself like you all that in a bag of chips. No flesh should glory in the presence of God. All power is in his hand. Number, Number 30, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Through Jesus Christ, we know all of these things. Wisdom, righteousness, how to live holy, sanctification, separated, apart from the world, and redeemed by His blood. Thirty-one. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in God. Glory in God. Praise God. Give Him the glory. Give Him the praise. Let's continue back at Acts, chapter four. We in verse six. And Anus, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. All the big wheels have come together. We got to do something about this. We have to do something about this. They are preaching Jesus Christ and the resurrection. And guess what? A lot of people are believing. Guess what? The lame man is walking. Guess what? In the name of Jesus. And all these rulers are come together saying, we got to do something about this. Let's continue. Number seven. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? So they brought Peter and John back and they sat them in the midst of them. By what power? you doing this. By what name are you doing this? Number eight. Oh, check out number eight. Then Peter. Who? Peter. Who? Peter. You know, it was Peter, the bold disciple. Remember that day when when, when uh, God, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he said, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? That's in John 21, 15 through 17. Lovest thou me more than these? Peter, yes, I love you, Lord. Feed my sheep. He said it to him again. Peter, lovest me? Yes, I do. Feed my sheep. He said it again, third time. Peter, lovest me more than these? Peter said, yes, I do. He said, feed my sheep. Jesus is setting up the preaching of the gospel through Peter. Remember, When Jesus was with his disciples, he said, Whom do men say that I am? Some say that thou art Elias. Some say that thou art Jeremiah. Some say that you are one of the prophets. Some say that you are John the Baptist that came back from the dead. All 12 disciples. But then he said, But whom do you say that I am? And who was it that spoke up? Peter. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's in Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19. And Christ responds to Peter, flesh and blood did not show this to you, Peter, but only my Father, which is in heaven. And from this point on, I'm going to change your name to uh, 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 Barjonas. Read it. Barjonas, meaning rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, Peter, upon your testimony, you're going to be the rock that represents me in building the church. And this is where we're at. Now, verse number eight, back to back to Acts, fourth chapter. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, Peter's bold, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole. If you look at this man, And you examining us by what means he's made whole? Number 10, be it known unto you all. Let me tell you something, bold. You got to have some boldness standing up for Jesus. You got to have some boldness. To all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, Even by him, do this man stand before you. Sorry about my phone going off. I didn't turn it off. But check this out. Peter is is saying, by the power of Jesus Christ, this man who was impotent, who couldn't walk, is standing now before you, is made whole. By the name of Jesus Christ, he stands before you. The one who was raised from the dead, even by him, do this man now stand whole. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to end it right there. Our time is out. We pray that a word has been said that will inspire you to tune in next week as we continue the study of the book of Acts. God bless you. We thank you for tuning in.
0: Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching on the book of Acts.